I work at a hostel in one of the most visited cities in the world. As such, I meet a lot of amazing people from all over the world. And this is where I have amazing conversations with them. And today I have a guest. Literally, she's a guest at the hostel. Um, her name is... You tell the name. You tell. Go on, introduce yourself. I'm Kristen Sarah. What do you do? I'm a travel writer. What does that mean? That means that I write about travel for a living for various magazines, content on other websites, and my own personal blog. That is amazing. It is amazing. It's marvelous. Too. Yeah. So you can like work from all over the world and while you do like meaningful or meaningless stuff in the world, right? Yes, exactly. As long as they're cheap because freelance doesn't pay. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Obviously. It's not great. Obviously. Right? Yes. Yes. All right. So, it's perfect. You know, I can't live it up on... Right, right. But you do earn money. In the Maldives. Right? Like yes. You have to yeah. somehow. Yeah, I have an income, yes. Right, that's perfect. Yes, right. So, in your past life, you did what before the travel writing stuff? I worked for a brokerage firm that sold super yachts. All right. To the that's 1%. Cool. Holy shit. Yes. I was there for seven years, and it was amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Good industry, good people, um, but I wanted to travel more. All right. And, uh, and, and uh, why, what made you go for travel writing, really? Travel, um, really? Like, isn't there like a saturated market and whatever? Isn't it hard to break into that kind of field? It is hard to break into it, yes. Um, you know, it takes a lot of dedication and I think a little bit of luck, um, which people don't realize as much. Um, when I started my blog after four years at my old company, I just went on a trip with a couple friends and realized you know, I traveled so much with work, but it was, since it was the luxury lifestyle, it was places like Monaco and London and Nice, and that's amazing, but it's just not me. I more myself when I'm backpacking through Vietnam with friends and staying in cheap accommodation and having more cultural interaction than just walking up, you know, the streets that sell Chanel and Yves Saint Laurent and that look the same pretty much no matter where you are on a rich street in the world. And um, so when I got back from a trip to Vietnam, actually, I started a blog and luckily had an article go viral and that right. led to my job at a magazine called Coastal Lifestyle, which I write a few freelance articles for. And that pays, and obviously, right? Yeah, yeah, it pays. And once you're in print, you've got a little bit more of a mark of legitimacy. And well, yeah, obviously, luckily, like I've a built portfolio. Up my fight. My, I've built up my blog over three years right. before I moved full-time. So now I've had that four years. And in October, I got rid of my apartment and left my other job. And I'm pursuing it full-time. All right. And what made you pass through Barcelona? Why this city of all the cities in the world? Oh, you want the truth? The truth, the honest, um, brutal truth. Because right now I decided I wanted to do a 12-month loop around the world. And I just finished my South American trip. And I was going to the United States for a wedding and to see if go to a friend's bachelorette party. And then I knew Europe was my second leg of the journey. And Barcelona was just the cheapest airport to fly into. So <laughs> really? So it was the cheapest I airport? I, Barcelona was my least favorite city when I was in Spain about nine, ten years ago. All right. Um, actually, I did not like Barcelona, and I just knew what, I just needed to get a cheap flight to Europe from the U.S. Makes sense, yeah. And then I could just go on a 22-euro flight <laughs> anywhere right. else once you're in Europe. So that's and, how I wound up here. I know for some reason you've been here for about a week now, yeah? Yeah, a little over a week. I yeah. planned to stay for maybe two days to see a friend who lived here and then get the hell out. Yeah, fuck this place. And yeah, because I hated it, you know, when I was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young. Why change your feelings, right? 22, yeah, you know. 
I just wanted to get to Valencia where I used to live. Which, in my opinion, is boring great. as shit. Yeah, which is actually my favorite city in Spain that I've been to. All right. Yeah. This is so. amazing. And so you came here and you met some amazing people. Also, to note that I say amazing way too many and times. Some, you know, less amazing people who think they're amazing, you know, obviously. Mm. Yeah, well, I would say you met some amazing people. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely met some amazing people. Just, yes. you know, the ones from Northern Europe are a little bit not my favorite yeah like me yeah like yeah. you yeah it makes sense exactly. I, I get that a lot yeah, it's, it's yeah. fine it's I'm complete, sure yeah do. it's normal yeah I'm just gonna later go and cry in a pillow while I masturbate myself to sleep using tears as lube <laughs> okay that's amazing yeah yeah definitely happy that you know I inspire you to do that uh, with yeah, my harsh I, words you need all the inspiration I can get yeah yeah especially it's like it's a very creative field it's a niche it is a niche yeah and uh, as such. Anyway, um, so tell me, like, what is your plan, though, in life? Do you even have one? Or just you go with the wind and you just go aimlessly wherever your heart takes you all? I, like, I do go, you know, where my heart wants me to. And I have a loose plan. I plan on, you know, finishing out this current 12-month journey. Right. Loop around the world in November. Mm-hmm. And then take two months off and then start a new journey. Probably six months in one specific region and then write all about that and kind of really get to know places and take another two month break and then do it again over and over all right till the day i die till the day you die the day i die so you really want to be on the road till you die like actually die yeah you know i get very antsy and very bored when i'm in a place for too long i get i just i don't know how to explain i get this feeling that i just need to go and um the only reason at my old job, I was in New York for seven years, but involved a lot of travel. Mm-hmm. So there were times when I was gone six to eight months out of the year. Right. And that's probably why I lasted that long in New York City. But at the end of the day, I just... The big apple. You know, I like the feeling of being arriving in a new place and getting to know it. And I don't know how to describe it. Just... That's <laughs> how I feel. But it's good though. At least you know what you're gonna do. Because I find that most people don't have no clue as to what they're gonna do in the next month. Even yeah, they have no idea. Well, at the same time, I'm 31 years old. You know, I feel like I did the whole college thing. I got the job right. in a big city thing, and uh, so I think that especially because I decided I wanted to pursue travel writing about four years ago. And right. If you think, okay, I left my job and apartment in October to do it full time. It's I had three years to prepare myself for it and three mm. years to change my mind. And the fact that I was just as determined to do it now or at that time in October than I was three years prior meant that it was right. And that's what I wanted to do because it wasn't an impulse decision. It was something I worked hard for for three years. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. makes sense. So you didn't just jump into the water head yeah. first. You just actually... You know, I think it even would have been different if I was... You know, I think I was 27 when I decided I wanted to do it. And even if I would have taken a year, I still think... I would have had some doubts where I was, and but you know, now I know who I am. I'm 31 years old. I'm not just like 20-something backpacker. Like me. Like you. you right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So tell me, but being you and being constant on the road, how's does it ever get lonely though? It would, does naturally. Yeah. yeah. But you know, answer me this: when you, you know, lived in Estonia, weren't there periods where you got lonely? I had lots I of think, fuck buddies. I think. Well, yeah, but. You can still have fuck buddies and be lonely. True. You know, you can still be surrounded by people. And I don't know. I never really, never really felt loneliness because I always like drowned it down with lots of alcohol, really. So. Well, yeah, that's a whole other thing in and of itself. But yeah. 
you were suppressing the loneliness, it was still there. That's what? natural. I think, I think humans get lonely all the time. And yes, I experience loneliness, as does everyone. I don't know anyone who hasn't so, felt lonely. So you don't think you would feel more lonely as a regular person doing you than, than somebody who has a, like a stationary place and doesn't really leave much? I don't much. think so, no. No? You know? I felt more alone in New York than I do. And it's a different kind of loneliness, too. When I was living in New York, I'd never met a lot of people like me. I didn't have mm-hmm. people that I could connect to. You know, I loved my friends. They were amazing. But right. no one got the need that I had to always be gone and have these new experiences and to want to live out of a backpack. And obviously, when you're on the road, especially staying in hostels, you meet a bunch of like-minded people. And it makes me feel less lonely because they actually understand right. my motivation to do what I do. Whereas, you know, I had amazing friends who have been so supportive of me wanting this life, but they couldn't understand, and there was that missing connection, and that made me feel quite lonely when I was in New York. Right, makes sense. So I still have my lonely periods, as one does, but like I said, I think that goes through every stage of life. Right. And you're going to feel it, and then you're not going to feel it for a while, and then you're going to feel it again, and as long as it doesn't last too long, or as long as it doesn't make me unhappy, I'm still the happiest I've ever been, despite these lonely periods. Okay. And yeah, I've had some periods where I've been haven't been lonely at all so that's cool though yeah. so I, I, I would just imagine that I would be much more lonely when I would be always on the road with always every person I met always disappearing after a while which is kind of actually my life as well right now being in a hostel working in a hostel working, yeah, working in a hostel where everybody changes every week right so yeah. so I kind of get your your life as well right but tell me how's the sex though right <laughs> right let's get to it let's get to the juicy how part of it sex Yes, like how, how, like personally, like how is finding it moving around all the time? And, and do, you, do you feel like you're less picky considering you don't probably have that as, as much time to choose your so-called victim? That's actually my so-called victim. Uh, well, actually, that's actually a really good question. I hadn't thought too much about that. Um, I will say I think that it is, you, ha- you can put, I don't know if it's necessarily easier because when I was pretty active, in my mm. social life mm-hmm. and going out to bars in New York, if I wanted to on any given night as a female, I could find someone. But you had to put in more effort, whereas here, you check into a hostel, all you have to do is go into the kitchen to make coffee, and you're probably going to meet a bunch of other travelers. I think the opportunity is just a bit easier um, if you're so inclined. Yeah, and most travelers, and, yeah, and most travelers are probably single, right? So Yeah, a lot of them are single. A lot of them are looking for fun flings. Um, a lot of alcohol is involved Obviously. in hostel life, um, especially wow. the bigger party hostels. Uh, Got to drink all the so men I think, pretty. I think if you talk about just sex, like, yeah, it, it'd probably be easy for me. That right? doesn't mean I am 31 years old. I'm not in my early 20s anymore. I don't, you know, look for it. I don't, you know, drink a lot to just get laid and well yeah but you know. if when the opportunity but, presents but itself an opportunity you know but um yeah i think yeah all right yeah all right i think it's definitely more convenient i don't have to try as hard as in new york because of the hostile lifestyle so right so because people's yeah. people's opinions yeah. and are i'm a woman like i familiar. think you should be able to hmm. have sex when you're abroad and like obviously I, you know and i've met people my age too who you know you've just really connected with on a level yeah and so we have sex, you know, it's kind of, in a way, nice. You know, I like dating on the road. It's, it's fun. Sometimes you put in a bit more effort to right. really date someone if you really... Like, actually want to date someone, right? Yeah. Not just a yeah, weekly like, romantic thing. You know, I think that it's a little bit... 
I keep bringing back New York, but when you're in New York, you know, you meet someone, you go on a first date, and then there's a possibility of a second, and then a third, but when you're on the road sometimes, you may go on this great first date knowing there's no possibility for a second one. Mm -hmm. And so, especially with other long-term travelers that you meet, and you do meet a lot of long-term travelers being on the road. Not everyone's just here for a week jaunt, you know? Yeah. There's plenty of people traveling long-term, and I met this guy in Cartagena in Colombia, and we really hit it off and had this amazing weekend together. And it was the perfect first date, and it was amazing. We talked and thought about each other all the time, and you know where my effort came in is I, I had the opportunity about a month after we met to meet him in Ecuador, and you know I had to take that leap where I don't care where I travel to. I right. want to get to know the culture. I want to go everywhere in the world. Yes, of course, I have my bucket list items, but I have my whole life to fulfill them. So sometimes you know I, I was kind of thinking about moving on from Colombia. I didn't know where I wanted to go, so I met him, and it didn't work out, actually. We met. didn't really click again that second time right, yeah but you know I, I put in the effort I made a choice it's just dating on the road you kind of have to do that right and it worked out because I ended up taking a job in keto and meeting someone that I would travel with for a month and a half and so it worked out yeah for me it can happen and for me mostly relationships are quite kind of out I don't know they just don't work they just really don't work ever since I left home any relationships no, like, I don't know. I just haven't found anybody who I would feel I would emotionally connect with on that level that I would actually be interested in doing a relationship with them, right? So mostly it's just meaningless sex, which leaves you quite cold, cold right? So, and a lot of booze, a lot of booze, yeah. Yeah. A lot of booze. Booze is great, by the way. Just saying, everybody who's listening should definitely invest in booze. Yeah, I think it's hard to find that connection with somebody you know, I don't think, I think it's a lot rarer than people think. Yeah. But you could have that here, you could have it in Estonia. You could. You know? I suppose. It's not an easy thing. It isn't. Especially the type you're talking about, finding someone. To actually share life with, to right? To actually share life with. That's, yeah. You know, but that's, no matter what background you're from, no matter where you live, that's all, that's what we crave. We all crave human connections. We all crave that one that's above everything else. Well, obviously, But yeah. in, no matter what you do for a living, no matter where you live, it's, it's not just easy to find. So I think that, in my personal opinion, I think it's difficult for everybody. But it's not, I don't think it's any more difficult for you being in Barcelona right. than in Estonia. Well, I guess. Maybe you just found it quicker and easier at that time in your life. But I guess. It's hard. I in guess. Your, you know, it's you're in your 20s. It's well, Yeah. Yeah. It's not an easy time. You gotta date a lot of people to find someone. But then when you do, you'll forget what it was like before. Not really. You will. Like what it was you like find single. The right one. Yeah. Oh, I don't. And they'll be there. You will. No, I won't. When I you meet the one. Yeah. No, exactly what the single life is all about. Huh? <laughs> you know, it's great, but not for a long period of time for me anyway. Yeah. I just can't do it. People are different, I suppose, right? Yeah. Yeah. But do you like, do you like think that if there would be anything you would like to share or like an opinion to give to people, whoever would be interested in doing something similar to you, like they don't have to be a travel writer per se, but if they would have a job that they could do anywhere in the world, like internet connected or what, it doesn't matter, but it, like anything you've learned on your travels that you would like to give on to people who, that they might know, they might not know, uh, what would be a good suggestion? Like, don't do drugs. About traveling long-term? Or do only hard drugs. Use a condom. <laughs> I, I do, you know, this is going to sound weird because maybe this is my 31-year-oldness showing, 
But I think if you're going to embark on something like this, I think you actually do have to have a thought out plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do not encourage anyone who's in debt to do this. Right. Get rid of your debt first. Mm-hmm. I think that's because to travel free of debt is the most amazing thing in the world. That's what I did. The first, I was 9,000 in debt when I decided I wanted to move onto the road. Right. And it's, I know that's not as much fun of an answer as you were looking for, but that would be the most practical advice ever. Oh, it makes sense. Long-term travel. And then, you know what? Just be up for things. Up you know, for like, things. I mean, up for things. Like, not just the big ticket. You know, I want to go see Machu Picchu things, but just the little impulses that happen when you don't plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you have a really set itinerary, you box yourself in you feel like you have to do all this. And almost everything that I planned, if I didn't kind of take a tangent away from it and just experience other things as they cropped up, those are always, to me, the most rewarding experiences. So just be up for things, even if it's just walking down a beach in Peru and you're with someone who's like, oh, I've never been on a banana boat before when there's banana boats out in the water. Banana boat. You know, banana boats, like something Holy stupid shit. and silly. They don't even go that fast. They're being pulled by a jet ski. But, you know, just, and then if you just say, oh, well, let's just do it. You know, because it's just using an example, obviously. But these, t- it's, to me, the small things, that's one of my most precious memories is going on this stupid banana boat. A banana boat. A banana boat, just like... It was one of the most fun memories. It's these little things like in um, this town called Cajamarca, um, I was my travel partner and I, we hiked up to this overlookout point and they just had this one guy, we were the only ones there and they had this one guy just had, this, had Inca capes and hats, feathered hats and you could dress up like an Inca and take a photo and it sounds stupid and touristy but there's nobody there in this no-name town and we were like, let's just pay two souls and get dressed up as Incas and just the jokes you can make out of it. I don't know. I just think that sometimes people get caught up in the big things of travel that they don't realize all the small experiences on the way. Right. Are just as memorable and fun, even if they're silly. Take a bottle of wine with a random stranger, get drunk, stroll the city, yeah. whatever, or village. Yeah. Go anywhere in the world and do that. I think, like, yeah. Need, yeah. Talk to locals, see what they do, you know, yeah, ask around, yeah. don't just go to the big tourist site yeah, because yeah. then you're just checking things off the list and not really experiencing exactly. what travel is about. Right? You know, you, I mean, this sounds, especially for people who haven't traveled, I'm going to the Colosseum in Rome. It was amazing, but if when I look back on time I'd spent in Italy, that's not even in the top 10 of what comes to mind. And I think that it's important for people to do the unexpected and try and really right. connect with the locals. No, it makes sense. Makes sense. Right. Unless you're, of course, from France, because you can't talk to those people. They don't speak English. Um, no offense to you, French people. Did you hear that, all the French listeners? Love you guys. <laughs> Good in thing your, you can't see his face. In your, in, in your own quirky way, I do love you. I mean, Figure I love your land out. mostly. Your land is beautiful. You, yourselves. Ah, hey, he's lying. Yeah, okay. I've, I've met some really gorgeous French people, actually. It's true. Mm-hmm. And they're like, some of them are ridiculously gorgeous. It's just <laughs> fucking weird. Like, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. But you meet, you know, you meet a lot of like beautiful people and, and like mm-hmm. some of them you always think about like, what if, you know, those are the ones and shit like that. And then you just fuck them and forget about them. And then that thought in your head will continue to travel with you wherever you go. Right? Yeah. Isn't that bullshit? Hmm. Oh, it's not bullshit. It's, you know, the, I think it's normal, but yeah, it, it is weird. But then sometimes you have to look at it as because you're on limited time, normally these times you spend with someone are so perfect and so amazing. Right. You do have all these great memories. And, and to me, being in the beginning of a relationship was always 
just my favorite thing, that excitement. And I get to experience it over and over. And the what if is, you know, it's, it's a lifestyle I chose for myself. It's, I'm happier than I think if I would be living in the United States with a long-term person, I could love them. But, and I, it's hard to explain, but I would love them and it would be amazing, but I still don't think I'd be as fulfilled as I am. And it's, I don't know, it's just, it's a lifestyle. And I do, like, I'm very optimistic and I think there's someone out there who also lives out of a backpack, is doing something and working from the computer that one day I'll cross paths with. Um, Eight billion people out there, you'll find yeah. someone that has yeah, to be someone. There's, Statistically there's gonna be speaking, one. probability is quite high. Mm. And well, especially in this day and age, I think there's more and more people who do live on oh, the yeah, road. Oh yeah, it's becoming increasingly more popular yeah. to not have a home. Yeah, you must meet so many people coming through the hostel. Like, if, if I would tell my grandmother in her 20s that homeless people would become a lifestyle and a trend <laughs> and everybody will aspire to be a homeless person one day, she would just laugh at me and say, what's wrong with you? Right? So, and this is what everybody is actually becoming, right? Like yeah. everybody's leaving their apartments and quitting the jobs or getting jobs that just that you can do on the go or you, like people don't do jobs that they can do on the go. Mm -hmm. They just go to a city, do a job there for a little while, move on again to the next city, do a job there, right? So yeah. this is all possible, right? If you have like at least two brain cells and can amount two words out yeah. of your mouth, you'll be fine. And, and that's what's great about this day and age that is yeah. one of the really great things that technology allows us to do yes and like well, as opposed to like back in the war days or whatever all the borders were closed we can travel anywhere we can meet anybody basically outside of our own country right mm -hmm. and now we can meet all these people from all over the world all the corners of the world and share experiences no matter their cultural indifferences or, or religious beliefs so it doesn't matter at all or what's your sexual preference or, no, or, no. or you, you know whatever you, what color your skin is we don't care no 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 and that's always been typical of travelers the more you see the more people you interact with right. you know, it's actually a very healthy thing for society and yes they're some of the most understanding tolerant people yes are travelers exactly and I encourage you everyone to travel I think it's one of the most important things you could do even if it's even if you only have a week's vacation yeah go somewhere new experience a culture you haven't experienced before and yeah. It's corny and they've been saying it for centuries, but it's true. It opens your eyes. It's exactly. cliche is cliche for a reason. And, you know, yeah. you might meet an Estonian and then you might learn where Estonia is on a map. Which many people don't know. Many people, many people don't know where Estonia is. Um, yeah. I did and I, you know, I like to brag about that, but at the same time, I, I'm a travel writer. It's kind of my job to yeah. if you wouldn't know, know basic geography. Yeah. If you wouldn't know, then you're bad at your job. Yes. Definitely bad at my job. Yes. I know all the countries. Mm -hmm. So tell me, uh, what's your favorite drug of choice? You know, I don't do a lot of drugs, um, but I really, I just really love mushrooms. Mushrooms, I psychedelics. Love, I love mushrooms. Good. I like psychedelics. Um, Opens your mind. And I was, I was very mature the first time I ever did a psychedelic. So I was a pretty good girl when I was young, um, but I was nineteen and I was studying in London and I went to Amsterdam for the weekend. Oh, of course. And you could Amsterdam. purchase, you could purchase them legally, and that was my. My justification where, oh, you know, and I still, I don't do a lot of drugs, but to this day, mushrooms, anything natural. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. There's no hangovers. There's nothing. Right. No. Just, just uh, yeah, just do it with, you know. Good times with, and it's good natural and, you know, I don't, I've never, I don't even like to take an Advil unless I feel right. really sick and have a really bad headache. I'm not, I don't like to take pills or anything manufactured works the best or chemical. Pain. That's what I'm saying. It's, you know, if it's something natural and 
hallucinogens have been used or hallucinogenics have been used throughout the centuries to heal things. Like there, you've probably read about or seen a recent rise in um, ayahuasca retreats in South America, thanks to an episode Chelsea Handler did on the drug. And that's been around for right. centuries, generations. And yeah. I think as always as a healing property and I will say that I love mushrooms. Yeah, so listen up kids. Don't do drugs, but if you're gonna do them, do the ones that are actually good for you. Yeah, 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 not manufactured in the lab. Yes, like synthetic bullshit. Mm-hmm. Although I do every or now and then. Or sold to you by pharmaceutical companies. Oh, that, that is bullshit. Mm-hmm. That is a whole nother conversation to be having. Uh, yeah. But sometimes I do actually go to the synthetic route as well, which is mm-hmm. LSD, mm-hmm. right? It's uh, just a more intense shroom, basically. Right. Kind of, right? It's psychedelic and, and the visuals and everything is super great and stuff. And it is synthetic, but I feel like it's one of the safest synthetic drugs out there because mm-hmm. also you have no hangovers or anything. You just actually feel like the next week is like, more productivity and happiness and stuff mm. even though you might be just very miserable yeah right yeah that right. sounds yeah i have no experience with lsd so it's that's uh, fine you don't have to yeah no no so that's interesting yeah. to know yeah, it's just way probably more love intense. it based on my hallucinogenic it's just way more intense than dreams yeah yeah so it can get a little bit scary yeah but i feel like paranoia is easier to come with actual shrooms than lsd mm. to be honest because i'm like almost never had paranoia with LSD, but it might be just me. It's always, everything is in Yeah, control. I think it's in right. your mindset when you take something or when, I mean, it's, I, I talk about this to my friend. I just loved, loved, loved it so much. And like, I'm like, oh, how can people have a bad trip? Right. So it's always amazing. I think, I think if you're going to do something, then you need to put yourself into it and not have doubts when you take yeah. it. I Embrace think if you have doubts or if you're thinking of yeah, I always these say. Bad, all the negative things that you've, may have heard or that you perceive right. about a particular drug you know i mean if you're that offense about it don't do it it's not yeah, worth it exactly you know um like i said i think in my mindset the first time i did shrooms it was in my mind oh i'm purchasing them legally i'm well, walked into a store bought a pack of hawaiians right. went to the counter thought i was a badass because i was 19 and that's just mm. what you do yeah. at 19 oh, and yeah. i think you know you have a positive mindset yeah and i always tell the people who never... on certain drugs no i'm, I'm not talking yeah. about i'm like <laughs> Please do not go shoot up heroin. I'm not endorsing that. Right, right. unless you're into it. You know, no, no, no heroin. No, no. All right, no heroin. We we mutually agree on no heroin. No heroin on this uh, podcast. Uh, and so yeah, but like I always tell people who have never done psychedelics before, just embrace the chaos. Mm-hmm. You really just gotta take it all in, not get worried about it, or whatever. Just let it flow through you, right? Yeah. Just let it flow through you. Yeah. And lightly scratch your arm, kids, because it feels good. Oh yeah, or put your hand through mm-hmm. the sand. Mm-hmm. Or put your have hand you through had, the sand. Have you done it? Mm-hmm. I don't know, because I've never done it in a sandy area. Oh man, no. it's a whole new I thing. I can imagine. Yeah. I know you guys can't see me, but I'm scratching my arm up and down right now. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. But do you want to like, as a, like a closing thought or whatever, mm-hmm. promote yourself to the world? Promote myself to the world? Go for it. Plug oh, away. That's the one thing I'm actually terrible at as a... Uh, well, I run a travel newsletter called The Travel Dispatch, and it's a daily email tracing one particular journey around the world, and you can find it at www.thetraveldispatch.com. Do you have a social media presence? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm old school. I like the email. I like the personal yeah. touch. I do have an Instagram account, also The Travel Dispatch, right. and that's I mainly use Instagram and the email newsletter. I actually stalked that Instagram. It was pretty great. Mm-hmm. It was pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty tight. Yeah, I liked I like it. it. I did like it, yeah. 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 So Not people, the stalker guy. people go stalk that woman and yeah, find her in a do. country somewhere 
where she's going to be in the near future. Which is the next stop for you? Um, I believe Croatia or Montenegro after right. Spain. I'll travel around in Spain for a little bit and then I'm going up actually to Nam's home country probably in July, August. I'll be up in the Baltics, which for those who don't know are Latvia, Lithuania and Estonia. Yes. If you don't know where it is, Google it because they sound like amazing countries and are much less un- less touched by tourism than the rest of Western Europe. That's very true. We so don't for really those who them. don't like crowds, yeah, we don't have crowds. That's yeah. the place to go. Yeah, the most tourists I've seen in one pack really is I think twelve people. Twelve people. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. I'll be ruining it as I write about it for the world to see and make it so- tell them how great of a place it is. It's a good thing I'm not there anymore. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for asking me. Right. Despite the fact my voice sounds like a 12-year-old kid hyped up on candy. No, I'm sure they don't Sorry mind. Sorry for the annoying voice, guys. I'm sure they don't mind. I hope they don't mind. If they do, fuck off. And, you know. <laughs> they do. Please send hate comments, too. Yes. I am comments. Nom on Instagram. This is Nom. Blood him. Yes. <laughs> this is Nom. Sorry. Yes. This is Nom. I actually started a Twitter presence, which I never had. And uh, it has... Two tweets. Oh, two tweets. Yes. So send your hate tweets, guys. Send hate tweets. Calling all trolls. Yes, yes, do it. All right. And uh, till next time. I'm going to do one per week, I think. You need to be consistent about it because otherwise visitors get bored and fuck off. Yeah. Right? So consistency is the key people in, in terms of sex, alcohol, and drugs. And apparently podcasts as well. Uh, consistency is the, is the key to success. Or suck, says, or whatever. Right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. All right.